Quest Gaming Network is proud to present Rift Reforged. Hello, fellow Talarans. Our recording date is August 31st, 2014. You, dear listeners, you have found Rift Reforged, and we are super glad you are here. My name is Liska. I'm TG. I'm Ken Dorith. I'm Arishan. And I'm Aniki. Together, we are Reforged, and we're with the Quest Gaming Network. And we are here in Episode 2 of Rift Reforged, the podcast. <laughs> Wow. I'm so, yeah, woo, woo. And, uh, and many of you might have already found our episode one. It is up on iTunes, and you can subscribe to us there, download us there. It's also on an RSS feed. Um, we are findable through Stitcher Radio. So, uh, yeah, we're really pumped, and we're back for another week of news and crafting and guild frivolity and lore. Before we get into it, let's take care of business. Rift with Reforged is a Quest Gaming Network production, and we put out our thanks to QGN for all their support, and especially this past week, exciting new bumpers. If you listen to the podcast, you're going to hear some really, really neat sound additions that I was really excited about. So thanks, Avarwin. No, you worked real hard in a real stressful week about those. Thanks also to Rage Philosophy and, and Mistress LeBeau, who helped with those. It was awesome. Did you like them, guys? Love right. I did. <laughs> Very nice. Such great work. Now, our show is sponsored in part by tweakedaudio.com. Quality headphones and 30% off with our code off the record at tweakedaudio.com. And also sponsored by Audible. Audible.com. Download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. So, listeners, welcome. Team, welcome. How's everybody today? TG? I'm good. I have my Mountain Dew this week. We're good. <laughs> I'm ready to get this show started. We are so happy to... Yeah, let's get it started. Happy big news, big news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you know what? We're going to make everybody as if they don't already know what the big news is. Right, but we're right. going ma- to make them wait a little bit for that. But, wow, I'm, we're all pretty excited. Kendo, how you do today? I am doing great. Mm-hmm. You got your Mountain Dew, too? We always have a beverage check at this point in the show. Oh, I, I am properly caffeinated, and I managed to finish a really annoying achievement this morning. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you got the uh, BioFoundry stuff done. Yes. Well, grats on that. That's an overachiever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before we even I've, <laughs> I've done Volon probably a couple dozen times, never bothered just to stay and do the quest. That's how, heck with it. I'll do it today. Uh-huh. It took about, I want to say about an hour and 20 minutes to do it, hour yeah. and 30 maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, we're going to be getting into lots of stuff about um, well, about what our weekend game was like because it's related to our news. So that's coming. But yeah, the BioFoundry stuff, good accomplishment. That can be tedious. Glad you got it done. Arishan, how you doing? I am vacillating between wide awake and stone dead sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a vacillation. <laughs> So okay. he's in a coma. He's in a coma. All right. A, a, talkative, a, a talkative coma. Uh, awesome. Aniki, how you doing there? I'm doing pretty well. I'm uh, just hanging out, 
getting ready for the show. Cool. So today we are going to be bringing you news. Um, we've got a preview uh, a preview of what I will be in our news. We are going to be talking about the Nightmare Tide launch date that was just announced at PAX Prime. In uh, spec this, we've got a question from listener email. Super excited about that. And just another word out there to everybody listening. We love emails. We'll be get telling you how to get a hold of us later. And, um, and so keep those coming in. We've got the workbench. Kendo's got some stuff for you today about crafting. Here Be Monsters is back with another great episode of, um, of lore. And I think today we're getting a letter, a letter from Annie about uh, related, uh, that Annie's found related to 3.0. And Arishan has got the Talaran Trivia Challenge. And I know that that is one of the reasons why TG was absolutely sure to have Mountain Dew this morning. Am I right, guy? <laughs> Absolutely. For someone that doesn't, you know, pay attention to any of the quests, yeah, I, I love to hear the lore from Annie, and it comes better out of her out of her voice. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you'll be pumped for you'll be pumped for the trivia too. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> okay, just a little bit of a word about who we are and what it is that we're doing here. We are all with the Reforged Guild in Rift on the Wolfsbane server, and we've been playing together for a while. And last week, I got into this in a lot more detail. Short version is, we were avid listeners of QGN since way back when, and we were listening to the Rift Off the Record show with Liz and Rob, and loved that, and then that show had to be canceled because the scheduling issues. And so we were really sad about it. So we started doing a really casual live stream on Sunday mornings, and then that just grew. And so here we are. And who would have known it? But we're having a good time, and we really hope that you will enjoy it with us. We don't claim to be experts. What we hope we can bring to the community is just a sharing of the fun that we're having, hoping that you will join in, and sharing our perspectives on the game as we play it and as we learn it. Because we all are really pretty much dead focused on learning all we can about how to make gameplay more fun and more effective and as we find out things that are working for us, we share them with each other, and we want to share them with you. So that's what we've got going on. Here are your headlines for the current week in Rift. So in news this week, yeah, we've got Nightmare Tide launch news. But before we get to that, there was something else that drew our attention earlier in the week. So first up... Security issues were front and center at Tryon this week. I think that, I think it left the news, but for a while it was all we were reading, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it kind of scared me a little. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. So a bit of a preamble to this. In this week, there's if you're paying attention to gaming security issues in general, there was a continuation of the Lizard Squad attacks. And so uh, I was reading up on this in Forbes, who is often one of my major sites for keeping up with um, what's going on with gaming in general, both from a business perspective and also what the world is paying attention to with gaming. And so they were saying that, yeah, Lizard Squad, um, which is the group that's behind a lot of the most recent DDoS attacks on servers, they'd been targeting PSN, Xbox Live, League of Legends, Blizzard's Battle.net. And then the group turned their attention toward live stream site Twitch. And I think we were having a group night that night because, Arishan, you were streaming to YouTube. TG, you were trying to get into Twitch and said, why is it all locked up? You remember that night? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, yeah which... I couldn't get on there at all. It was it was bad. It was almost like they were having like this massive uh, game, uh, League, League, of, League of Legends, going on. That, mm-hmm. that usually that usually bogs down everything too. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, apparently that was Lizard. So meanwhile. Nothing to do with that, but meanwhile, back, so we've already got that stuff on our plate, and we're sorting through that, and it was affecting some of us. Meanwhile, back at the Tryon Ranch, security issues were centering around Arcage, and the reason we're bringing this into our podcast is that there were implications for anyone playing a Tryon game, and that's us, folks, because Rift is part of Tryon. So I'll start with saying that the original story that I found, for me, was one carried by IGN. And so I'll just read a little bit of what they said. Players of the MMO Arcage have reported unauthorized transactions of $150 USD on their accounts, charged to them without permission by publisher Tryon Worlds. Numerous players on the Arcage forums have detailed automatic credit card and PayPal charges for the $150 Arcium Founders Pack. Some players even report having never played or even heard of Arcage, but still being charged because they had previously played other try-on games such as Rift or Defiance. So apparently what was going on was that there were um, parties... Um, with lots of details about how it is they were doing this, but managing to access Tryon accounts. Um, now, they couldn't access the Tryon account and then go and spend money at Amazon or something. But what they were doing is buying, gifting themselves Archeum Founders packs, which were pretty expensive, and charging it to the accounts. Now, one of the ways I came across this was in my Twitter feed, I read this tweet from um, Zelly Belly, who is a part of our guild, plays under the character Zells, and she plays Arcage as well. She's a game blogger as well as that. Now, she had an experience with this, and so she commented that this almost happened to her. She received an email from Tryon stating that the gift of the Archeum Founders Pack, $150, did not go through, so it was really fortunate in her case. She hadn't purchased it, but somebody was trying to buy it. She had her financial uh, information saved in her account, but she immediately changed her password, removed her card information from Tryon, and added the Glyph Authenticator. So from her to her lips to your ears, she's highly recommending that anyone with a Tryon account, Arcage, Rift, Defiance, Trove, etc., to add the Glyph Authenticator to their account. Now, the Arcage community manager, just so you know what Tryon's response to this was, Scapes, that's the community manager over there. He wrote the following. Tryon World Security has not been compromised in any way. There has been absolutely no breach in Tryon servers. What he says is bots obtain user credentials from various unprotected sites around the Internet, build lists of login and passwords, and try them on Tryon servers along with many other sites. If players consistently use simple or repeated passwords across different online services, these bots may get access to their accounts. Because of the current momentum around Arcage, hundreds of millions of such attempts were made from well over a million different IP addresses in the last week, only a fraction of which ended up being successful. And then when he gets on to Tryon's response to this, which I think is what we most want to know, the team has already started providing refunds, and all players affected by fraudulent charges will be automatically refunded within the next few hours today. So that was as of the day that he posted it. Coincidentally, starting Thursday, so this is this past week Thursday, we are adding a new security feature to Glyph. 
So the glyph security measure. By now, everybody out there listening to me, you've, you're probably familiar with this. We, I, to explain that, I thought we'd go to a note to our community manager in Rift, Ocho. And on August 26th, he posted this. And I'll just briefly give you a highlight, and then I'll tell you where you can find this on the forums if you want more information. So what he wrote was, when you log in from a new computer or a place that we haven't seen you log in from before, you'll be asked to verify that it really is you that's logging in by entering a code emailed to your account's primary email address. Ocho explains further, and he's included a couple of screenshots of what you'll see. So the best advice, if you want more information, go over to the Rift forums and see for yourself. The path that you would follow is this one here. First you go to forum, then you go to general discussions, then you go to news and announcements, then you go to a thread that's titled Your Glyph Account, New Login Security Feature. And Ocho posted there on August 26th, and you can see what it is you're going to see. So that's it. Now, I um, thought that... Uh, CoinLock was sufficient to this, but apparently it isn't because they've gone ahead with this. They're also claiming that it isn't a response to the ArcAge fiasco. They already had it planned. So fair enough. Um, I guess they've been paying attention to this for a while. Now, Kendo, you said that you ran into this on Saturday morning. You want to wake up early, get wide awake at 5.30 a.m., think your account's been hacked. It wakes you up. Oh, no. <laughs> so yeah. what, did, what did you see? How did it go? Well, long, what happened is, is I logged out of my main account into my free-to-play account because I need to get some information for a show today. Um, when I went to log back into my normal account from my free account on Glyph, it kept saying – it wasn't giving me a, a error message saying that I was coin-locked or anything like that. It kept saying my username and password didn't match. And I tried it like multiple times, sat down, slowly typed everything out going okay this is right i know it's right something is wrong so i went over to do my account and logged in using the same password because i thought okay maybe i've been hacked and i was able to get into my account so i immediately changed my password went back typed that in same thing then i remembered wait a minute there's new security measures so i went to the email attached to my account checked the trash folder yep there it is right there you are coin. You are locked, and you need to put this code in to fix it. Then I said a few words that TG probably would be writing down if I repeated them now, and <laughs> fixed it, and got right in. So you're not going to get a, a specific message saying that you have been new secured features been enabled. It's just going to look like your username and password is wrong or changed or something. So if that happens, check your trash, check your email, check your trash email, and make sure Glyph or Tryon has not sent you an email saying. Hey, you need to do this so we can let you play your game. And just, okay, I'm understanding better now. And what triggered this for you? I switched from my Kendo account to my free-to-play account. Right. And then switched back. So that meant you logged out of an account fully right out of Glyph. Yes. And then you were going back in. Yes. Okay. And then decided to toy with me. <laughs> So it's not necessarily if you're logging in from a different computer. You get the option to set that IP address as one to remember when that happens. Mm -hmm. But the, this is the same thing with Blizzard. Whenever you, when they have the authenticator, you log out, log back in. They want you to put the authenticator in. There's several different services that used to do this. If you logged in from a different IP address, mm -hmm. it'll ask you to do that. Mm -hmm. And the first time, since they just initiated this, the first time you do it, it's probably going to do it for just about everybody. May not, I don't know, but it did it to me. 
Can anybody clarify for me how this is an improvement over the coin lock? Because I know like when I was playing on the laptop, if I would take my laptop outside of the house and use a different Wi-Fi network or whatever somewhere else, just different internet, I would get coin locked. And then, right, so coin lock, so go to my email, get the code, put it in, and it carries on. It seems to me like the same thing. Liska, yeah. I don't I don't know if coin lock would impact your ability to purchase gifts from the store. Okay. It, that would be an impact on your character alone. Yeah, coin lock I think stops you from buying stuff in game, trading, emailing and everything else, but it may not affect stuff that that's tied to your credit card and this may I, I don't have any hard data on that, but it sounds like that's what they're trying to do is since they changed over to Glyph and you can access everything from Glyph, this is something that's like, okay, we're well, not letting you do anything until you fix this. Well, I had a problem yesterday. I was uh, on my, my low-level tunes and just trying to get them ready so I can do some live streaming with them. And I, I had no planner focuses on them, and I wanted to buy them all. The nice sigil of the five, because uh, they're all, they're all going to be guardians. Ugh. But anyway, <laughs> Yay! so so I, so I you know I had a bunch of credits and I'm like you know what and because they had no planner uh, planner right at all, so I was on the rift store and I'm like okay I'm going to buy them all with with some credits because it's pretty cheap, and uh, started to buy them the planner of the five thing and or sigil of the five, and it wouldn't let me buy. It says you know contact uh, consumer support. You know, so I, I was like, okay, well, that might be just a glitch or whatever. So I logged out completely, re-logged back in, still the same thing. And I, I, I didn't have an email or anything like that or a coin lock. And I just contacted a GM and said, I'm like, I'm not able to purchase anything in the Rift store. Not five minutes later. I, mean, I never got a response from him, but I tried it again just to see if I got if, I, if it went through or not. Or, and I, I bought it. I was able to buy it. I don't know what that had to do with anything, but... uh yeah, I had that yesterday. Fun. Okay, yeah. so we will keep paying attention to this, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look further into the difference between this and Coin Lock. That sounds like it's making sense. I think Coin Lock is just within the one game, and this new measure clearly is about all of Glyph, and uh, sort of more of an envelope over over that whole launch software. Um, and let's just hope that that takes care of the issue. Now, it's funny, you know, that we've got such a, we thought it was going to be such a slow news week. I know, Kendo, you were thinking, wow, there's nothing going on. And then it all started pouring. It was slow till Friday. (laughs) Well, kind of. Although, yeah, well, so here's um, to this next thing I'm going to mention. We all sat back and went, you're kidding when we saw this. Now, first of all, this this issue first came to our attention through tweets from Seton and, uh, and Hartsman. And apparently... Um, I think it's I think it's now. This was in the hot fix. You can use your Rift using Rift implemented experimental Oculus Rift support. So if you're one of the people out there that has Oculus Rift, apparently you can use it now to play Rift. So <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just let that sink in for a second. Um, yeah. I'm not a real. I, I used to love roller coasters, but I kind of can't do them anymore. Uh, I don't really want to play Rift through Oculus Rift. What about you guys? I think it would be so much fun, but I also imagine I'd have to stock up on Dramamine. <laughs> 
you know what? That's true. I think it would be fun. I would love to hear from somebody who's done it um, to actually be in the game. How cool. Anyhow, if you're going to do that, there's there's um, explanation in the hotfix notes. Rift 2.8, hotfix number 5 on August 27th. And you can check there what you need to do. Um, essentially, it's slash Oculus 1 to enable, slash Oculus 0 to disable. There's some stuff about recentering your position track. It tells you what the window size needs to be. Apparently, direct mode is not supported, and it's an experimental, unsupported side project. They even put in use at your own risk. So, <laughs> um, uh, cool. Uh, any more comments on that team? Or we I, think, with I, think, I think myself, I'd be sick. So, okay. just run, running, running around and, and seeing everything like that in uh, virtual reality. Considering, <laughs> considering just watching Minecraft makes me sick, I think this would just add it to it. This, <laughs> it it does remind me of maybe you know maybe a prototype of the holodeck. <laughs> Star Trek. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, the one time I would like to do it, I would like to be actually there when I use the sheeping wand on somebody <gasps> standing on the porticulum. Oh, that that would I would cool. like to be up close yep. for. Yeah, you know, when they just won't get off the porticulum master. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so another tweak, moving into sort of more regular stuff. Auction house, we're keeping you apprised of what's going on with the new auction house tweaks. This one, we know that Kendo is doing the Snoopy happy dance about it. Finally, you can right-click on an item or material icons in your crafting window while the auction house is open to the browse tab, and that will search, that will auto-search for that item in the auction house. Pretty oh, cool. Yes. So you don't even have to have any in your bag. If you're trying to make something, just put click on it in your... And since most of your crafting mats are kept in your bank, because you can craft anywhere with from your stamp yes. mat in your bank, yes, yeah. I don't I'm, load my bags up. Unless you're Liska. She keeps all of her stuff on oh, her bags. But you see, this was why. I just couldn't remember the reason why. You kept saying, you can put them in your bank. You don't need to have them in your bag. I said, yeah, but... But, but, and this is why. Because I could search in the auction house if they were in my bag. But now, yes. you're right. <laughs> TG, no you've won. No need. Cool. Yay. This is going to make making augments so much easier when I run out of something. Mm-hmm. Right. And Arashan, you had a funny experience with the auction house this week. Yes. Uh, earlier this week, I earned a green scale lockbox, and I I have no use for those things, so I tossed it up on the auction house, and I went with the default settings of, of what the auction house told me it's worth, so I just tossed it up there, and it sold immediately. It didn't even appear in my list, and I'm like, I, whatever. Great, it's old. <laughs> and um, I didn't think anything about it, and I didn't bother going to the, the mailbox to get the money because I wasn't really in urgent need of it at the time. So I come in the next day, and I notice not only do I have the one email telling me it's sold, I have a second email uh, that's telling me that from, from what I can uh, dissect, it appears that somebody had put it in a buy order for green scale lock boxes, and they were willing to pay more than I actually sold it for. And as a result, I actually got the greater amount of what they were willing to pay for it as opposed to what I sold it for. Wow. So I was just, and, I, and it basically gave me the one email that said, well, here's what you sold it for. Oh, and by the way, you get this little extra too. <laughs> oh, that's happened to me too. Cool. 
Yeah, it looks so like they're trying to fill those buy orders first, and if you just throw it in with the recommended amounts. I've had that happen with me also. I remember seeing something like that with one of my – But what we couldn't figure stuff. out is the, the, the game engine is – it's using a two-step process to pay, for instance, Arishan out of that, and it's giving him extra money. Why not be using the same two-step process the other way to refund the buyer the difference since they were lucky enough to get one at a lower price? Yeah, because mm-hmm. they don't want to. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. So anyway, be aware of that, that if that continues, when you put in a price for a buy order, keep checking the auction house, I suppose, because there might actually be one that I, I don't know. But you probably don't have time because as soon as someone posted, you said it sold immediately, right, Arishan? Yeah, because I was selling for less than what they were willing to pay for it. It sold immediately. Just vacuumed right out. Well, I mean, there's there's a way to look at that. I mean, you could, you know, be the nice guy, maybe send it back to them or just put it in your pocket and be done with it. But, you know, the header should have read cha-ching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, that's I absolutely. I would have been happy even splitting it with them. You know, oh, he was willing to pay this much, and I got this much. Oh, here, just split the difference, you know, kind of yep. thing. Right. Yep. Now, I saw something in the forums that uh, appeared to be about the reverse problem, but I thought I'd bring it to everybody's attention. There was someone on the post on the forums that was saying, why is my stuff selling at less than I asked for it? And so that one actually got elevated to um, a dev went in and looked at the logs to see what had happened. And what happened with that person was that they posted two separate stacks of the same mat. And they would have posted them one after the other. So apparently what happened is sometimes the recommended or suggested buy price can change very quickly. So they posted one set and it posted at a high price the price they wanted they said okay fine and by the time they went in and put the second one in they thought it was immediately after but there must have been a bunch posted in between or one because the the suggested price came down quite a bit and so when he did put the second stack up he thought he was putting it for the same price because he didn't look but it had changed and it was quite a bit lower well they're they're verifying this from the logs so that is what happened it's something well, to get used to because the the old system was whatever you posted it, uh, anything it that's remembered just sim- it. yeah it's similar it remembered it so now with the new one it's a suggested mm-hmm. it automatically uh, undercuts anybody that put anything up before, you know after you so that's including exactly yourself what <laughs> yeah, including although you no but did. this was a lot lower this wasn't one silver lower this is was like a couple of plat lower so. Yeah, and for, if that, somebody posted an auction a couple plat lower, it's going to undercut that person next. So mm-hmm. yes. that you can yep. set it to where it remembers your last price, but you actually have to yes. manually set it that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what the log was showing. So yeah. just keep an eye on that. It it affects the flow of how you post things, and um, so so watch for that. It turned out not to be a glitch, but it is the way the new thing works. Yeah, I learned that the hard way too. I undercut myself a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that can happen. So uh, there are some tweaks to souls, but as with last week, we'll talk about those in the next segment. Um, Dungeons and Instances, Bindings of Blood Lathis. Uh, They fixed an issue with the not golden achievement not always being awarded correctly. So if you've been frustrated by this, they say they have fixed it now. 
There's something about Nightmare Coast. I thought this was kind of funny. We got in there and, and started it this week. Um, didn't have time to, to finish it, but had a good time starting it. They fixed an issue with sleeping on the job, having missing quest text. Did we notice this? No, I did I, not. I don't know. I, I seem to recall having that I saw something that was missing some text, and I wasn't paying attention. I mean, we, we certainly have it in the outtakes blooper reel of ours. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so, right. So I mean, we can always go back and double check it. And have for, a look at that. Yeah, you've yeah. got a spectacular death in that outtake, don't you, Arash? Well, <laughs> you know, I, We all I, do. I, you know, oh, we all you know, died hard. Oh, we yeah. all we, we died very, very hard. But I, I just, Arashan does it with such style. Me and Regulus, we have a give and we have a give and take relationship. It's a very loving embrace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, in the Dendrome, there's an NPC named Dea Path in Akiati Village. Uh, apparently, this one has been wandering away, and maybe it wasn't always where you wanted to find them. Apparently, they'll no longer move. He will no longer move from his position, so he should be there where you need him. So, no longer going to have any Dea Pathing issues. <laughs> zing. zing pvp and warfronts the new blighted antechamber um deaths in blighted antechamber will no longer cause soul damage yeah Thank i imagine God. that was oh, that's funny people isn't it though like all yeah. of a sudden here's the new pvp model you have to heal yeah, here's PvP <laughs> with with PVE in it. There you go. <laughs> gives oh, a, yeah. It gives all the PvPers even more things to complain about. So you bet. So well, I don't want more. I don't want PVE in my PvP. And here we're getting soul damage. That's awesome. Yep. Well, we wouldn't want them to run out of things to complain about. <laughs> that that's well. So we'll now I mean, have don't don't, don't get me wrong. I love the PvPers. I PvP myself, and I find uh-huh. a lot of things that aggravate me too. But uh, that that's going to say. That's and pretty you're no bad. Stranger though. to complaining. No, absolutely not. PvP problem there. <laughs> now here is where I would request quest a drum roll, except it'll mess up our sound. So don't give me a drum roll. But the biggest news this week. What is it? Nightmare Tide is coming October eighth. <laughs> so clap very very quietly for our sound um yeah oh, it was clap heck i'm putting in to have that day off yeah <laughs> awesome Make you're having a nerdcation mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well what and we said we thought it would be october but i didn't think it was going to be early october i didn't know i thought it would be uh Mid to late October, if not mm-hmm. beginning of mm-hmm. November. Right. So this announcement was pretty funny. It was made at uh, PAX Prime. And I was watching my Twitter. And I saw someone tweet out, I guess somebody who's there. Um, they were at the Tryon party. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, that was so frustrating. Both we're both watching this. Well, I got you in on it because I saw it come up. And I said, okay, somebody's tweeting out that there's been a date given for Nightmare Tide. Yeah. But they didn't say the date. Yeah, so, somebody yeah, else. Archage. Yeah. I was trying not to out them. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so well, somebody that I I follow on Twitter that's a pretty big name in the gaming industry. She she tweeted out that you know Scott Hartsman, a friend of hers, is up on the stage and stuff. And I and I, and I tweeted to her. I'm like, what's the release date mm-hmm. for for Rift? Uh, uh, Nightmare Tides, and she just favorited my comment. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. not what I want. I don't no, care no, if you no. favorite You're or favorite. whatever. Ugh. Come on, too, give me the date. Well, By the time I woke up Saturday morning, I can, I, it was all up there. I can find it. 
So I'll yeah, well, that was because he, you had gone to bed before all this broke. But yep. I shut down my computer. Of course, PAX Prime is a West Coast event, so they were just getting started with this party out there. I'm brain dead, but I'm looking at my phone just before I go to sleep, and this tweet goes up. I go, oh, man. So the, I, like, I'm going to boot up the computer again. Tweet, TG. Can you find anything on this? Did they post it? So he's looking all over the internet. Nothing. We're tweeting over there. Nothing. So anyway, we knew it was coming next morning, October 8th. And you guys found something else. Apparently this was posted on another website. Uh, what else is coming? October have, 8th with there's what? A, <laughs> there's three collector's editions announced. They haven't gave any uh, prices or what's coming in them or or what? I, we don't, it's speculation mm-hmm. at this point. So mm-hmm. yeah, because we haven't verified that they're not on the store, but we have seen rumors that there are three different collectors editions. So it looks like there's going to be some fun shopping to do for for some which I'm yeah, too. which I'm buying the big one. So I'm just it, we'll I'm let just you know way. if they're going to be physical or digital only, and where to get them and everything else when we finally find well, out. Exactly, which is probably going to be a couple more weeks. So my guess they'll, they're, they'll more than likely be digital, but. I think they hey. just need the team to get back from PAX Prime, and then we're going to figure it out. <laughs> probably. It's probably going to be know. in the next week. We'll have some information. Because we all know the internet moves very slowly between <laughs> PAX Prime and so Accurate Prime. information on the internet moves slowly. Rumors mm-hmm. go like crazy. But see, they need, a, they need a week after they get back from, from PAX to recoup, and to, to recoup themselves mm-hmm. because of all the stuff they have to deal with, like getting their voices back because they're screaming over people. Listening to new podcasts. Yeah, and listening to new podcasts. <laughs> okay, so that segue now into our weekend game and a discussion topic that we promised everybody we were going to get to, and now it's even more topical than we thought. What is everyone doing to get ready for 3.0? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Okay, so TG, <laughs> let's start with your list first. Oh, man, where do I even begin? Um, more road slots. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do have my four tunes that are are level sixty, so I've been trying and getting them geared as high as I can without spending as much because I know all this the new content's gonna be dropping a lot of good gear. I know when we were in um the uh, Nightmare Coast, mm-hmm. there was his shoulders that were they weren't better than the ones I have on now, but oh, I thought you said they were on certain aspects. Yes, the it, there was a little bit more armor. But I was going to lose uh, some spell crit or whatever. Um, it was one of those. Do, what do you weigh it out as? So it, they were. They. It was. Yeah. It was a big boost in armor, um, and I think a little boost in intelligence. So that's those are your two main stats right there. So I, like, I had. I had to figure out what I wanted to balance out there. So and those were just blues, and, my, and I have you know the dungeons drop because I got some tanking clubs which were a vast upgrade over what I had which was crafted ones right so so I've been like kind of worried about the gear I mean because I, I spent on my main mage I spent six months just beating my head into my desk you know running pugs you know doing my my chronicles every day to get my get my dungeon gear uh, right. to, to gear up as soon as I hit 60 I'm like let's do this but uh, for the most part this week, as, or even the past few weeks, I have been just doing my dailies, uh, going out and doing a shore zone events as much as possible. Get you know doing my almost ten a day mm-hmm. to get the the marks of notoriety to finally get my uh, Torvin Hunter rep up. That's the mm-hmm. last of my notoriety, and I need to get up. Um, yeah. And I'm almost there. It's like it's like you could just just barely touch it. <laughs> so, 
But uh, yeah, I've been doing that, just getting everything ready to go, getting my other tunes started. You know, um, I have you know four other ones that I'm gonna level to level sixty. So I have you know one on each faction for all classes. So. I remember when you said your four was all you were doing, and I I can go into my Twitter and I I protested. I said there's no way you are done, (laughs) and there we go. You'll come up with another way, but that's awesome. That's to help help you out though too. That's Hmm? to help you out. I mean, you have low level tunes. I can I can run with your low level tunes with my low level tune, Mm. and anybody else for that matter. It's true, and we're we're doing a lot that a lot more again, getting back into running. Um, the leveling dungeons with the new guildies that are coming in that are just starting out. So that's always um, really great to have something that's just progressing. Kendo, what are you working on? Uh, Well, I pretty much stay maxed out on crafting marks, so that's not an issue. But I've been trying to gather up a stockpile of mats, Storm Mm -hmm. Legion mats, so I have that laid out. And I'm not going to get my Torvan Hunter up to the last level by the time this thing launches because I just am not that bigger rep grinder and I'm not going to get my warrior up to level 60 by that time because I just hate to say this Liska but I find it kind of tedious to play my warrior <laughs> I'm used to my rope yeah. but I'm definitely trying to get a pretty good uh, grouping of mats so I can make some stuff and get my crafting up fairly quickly awesome. um, yeah. I've been now, but, but you are I mean you're going to talk about this a little bit more in the crafting and you mentioned it at the head of the show but yes. you're finding things like there are quests that are worth filling out, like the biofoundry ones. Well, yeah. Well, it's one, it's entertaining, and two, it's just there's lots of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know somebody else who's been working on completing a lot of stuff. Um, Arishan, you've been working your butt off over completing old world stuff and just patching up all the holes. Yeah, um, because when I first played uh, Arishan, I skipped quite a bit of content because mm-hmm. um, I was instant adventures and dungeons a, a lot of the time, and plus I had all those lovely little potions that were accelerating my <laughs> climb to sixty head. So I've gone back and I am filling in the gaps um, right now. I am especially focused on getting through the entire Scotty Malm storyline. I cool. think. I think for Mythosia, I still have Droughtlands, uh, uh, drawing mental blanks. I got the two desert lands and still more to go. Shimmer sand. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, and then and then I can go back in and uh, I will be primarily back at level level appropriate. Oh no, I still have Ember Isle to finish. Uh, then I'll be back at level appropriate content back in Dusky and Vein. So I'm kind of sitting on that stuff because. If I, you know, if the three zones for 3.0 come out are are crowded, then I'll probably finish leveling or or start my leveling in Dendrome or something like that, and wait till they're a little bit more clear. But I figure at least have the back the backlog done. Uh, make sure that all my gathering professions are at max level, so they they're ready to go for for a change when I get into the 3.0 stuff. Yeah. So. Just getting all that ready and prepped. Fantastic. And Aniki, what's your um, focus? Well, I already went ahead and uh, got my rogue and my cleric up to 60. 
And I'm kind of like Kendo. I don't really want to do my warrior. It's like, oh, maybe another time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, 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 I was the same way. I am, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, but if, I'm going to pause you and Nikki for a second. But what happened tormented with your warrior last night, dude? Well, we'll talk about him in a little bit. We'll let it go. Oh, yeah? You're not going to talk about it in terms of getting rid of Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> and Nikki. But, but what I'm concentrating on right now is that I, it, particularly with my um, main one, with Aniki, uh, I want to be more well-rounded. So I've got a good range spec that TG is going to help me with. And I've got my healer. I've got my solo. I want to make sure that I'm, I can cover all the bases. But then also just work on getting, you know, I want to upgrade some of my gear. I've really never, I've, I've got some elements that need to be upgraded. So I'm going to have to work to get the, the pieces to upgrade it with, you know, Mm -hmm. just, just get, you know, do some quests that I haven't done, especially the sagas. I, there are a lot of the sagas that I haven't done and I want to do that now while I don't have to think so much about it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they give a lot of backstory on some of what's going on in, in Talara and, um, what yeah. leads up to different things. Yeah. So, And the, I'm hearing a lot of things in there that I'm also doing as well. In terms of the sagas, I'm having to limit myself more than I thought I was going to. I've got the um, the Ember Isle Song of Dreams saga going, and I want to finish that one because it mm-hmm. relates most directly to what we're doing in 3.0. I want to finish the Air Saga because there's a part of the storyline there that I really want to understand more. But I also went back and I started the the life cycle way back in Silverwood that I had skipped over. Mm. And I want to get that finished. I don't know if I'm going to have time with the other things I want to do. Yeah. Um, but I did do enough of it that I feel like I've got a solid understanding of what Prince Hylas is all about and what happened with him. And before that, I, I, before I did it myself, I just sort of had a loose understanding. So that's kind of what's going on there. Um, like TG, I'm doing a lot of uh, zone events. Um, I'm finding... Because... Um, while I would really love to go back and f- and finish in all of the Methosian quests, and it really bothers me not to be doing that right now, I'm in a strange position of I brought two characters to level 60 um, quite a while ago and left one of them, my rogue, pretty much unattended for a long time while I worked on Liska because I wanted to use her to tank. <laughs> and so now, yeah, Under, exactly. Understatement of the month. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, how many points did you have on her to spend at one time? Was it like 30 or 40? On etc. when I logged into my rogue? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's the part you're saying is an understatement, that I left her unattended. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Fortunately, she's very good on her own. Um, I don't have to get a babysitter or anything. But when I did log in on her, yeah, there was about 40 PA points. So I was like, zoom. Right. Guess I haven't been here in a while. In fact, I even had her lodged with another guild for a while till I went, okay, this is silly. I mean, I do everything with Reforged. It, Reforged is my home and my family now. So I brought her over here. And there was something else that I learned that I'll insert here too, because I don't have my PA maxed out. In fact, I've even right now only got about 500 and something PA points. And when I was tanking, for all you people who are just starting to get going on tanking here, uh, and for some people who were watching us in our early days on the live stream when the big joke was still, and we were having fun. Kendo would make, let's see if we can steal aggro from Lisco when she tanks. And so him <laughs> and TG would have the contest. 
And Much harder now. Yeah, and there was a point I think you might have noticed when it got harder, and that was when Dave Adams and I sat down and I said, okay, I need to understand the theory behind threat. There's something I'm not understanding here because I'm thinking that threat is going to be coming off of strength, I'm a warrior, and attack power, right? Wouldn't it make sense that if I'm hammering these beasts more, then that's going to establish my threat? He said, no. And then I thought about it a little bit more, and I thought, right, that wouldn't make sense because if it only came off of strength and attack power or something like that, then these rogues behind me, with dex- they'd, then no matter what I put out, they would be stronger because as a tank, I'm not going to have that much strength. Turns out that at least with the spec that I run, which is primarily Void Knight, the amount of threat that I generate comes directly from how much endurance I have. There are a whole bunch of multipliers in the Void Knight soul that make your threat stronger if you have more endurance. When I realized that, I realized, oh, my PA specs are all wrong. So I went, I respect, I took everything out of Fire, Death, and Cinder, where they had been, and put them into life, water, and nature, because that's the stuff that maxes out your endurance. As soon as I did that, the mobs stopped getting by me. Well, that handles my spec disc uh, segment this week. (laughs) Well, no, but that's what I'm doing to get ready, and I have to tell that, no, 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 your spec (laughs) is your other thing. This is me and what I'm doing to get ready, because since that's going on with that, I am lousy at DPS on my warrior until I get more PA points, and I've just started to be able to do that now where I can put them into those DPS PA segments again. So when we need DPS from me, and that's what we're doing, then I switch over to my rogue where I have that maxed out for that. So between trying to um, level up my, uh, uh, upgrade my armor on my rogue to get her going again, and get the PA going again for that and whatever and try to finish the sagas, I think there's just going to be a whole lot of holes left in my Mythosian quests and I'm just going to have to live with that. But um, looking forward to that and to getting the guild leveling up again. We're stalled on our guild quest, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we need to get on that. Mm-hmm. We've been, yeah, we, we've stalled out quite a bit on a lot of little things. Little, little things, but... Well, because uh, they're falling off the... the plate because we're so busy doing these other things although i'm really happy that we got into nightmare coast and it's even more yeah. i mean that, that it's coming out so soon it's like oh it's like we we're all looking forward to 3.0 coming out and it's like then they drop a date we're like yes yes it's coming you know i'm like and i actually think in the back of my head i'm like wow that's really soon i don't have enough time i don't have enough time what am i gonna do i don't have <laughs> enough plat I don't, i'm trying to get all this i'm like uh you know hmm. <laughs> yep yep um, yeah we need to run Nightmare Cross just doing trash because IPA leveled twice while we were in there just doing that one little time. Isn't the trash unbelievable in there? Yes, but it gives Holy you lots cows. of XP. And that's what a good point in terms of the effects of that. It actually, I mean, it was a real shock. We knew this from what other people were saying, but when you go up against it and you're, you know, you're used to just uh, face rolling the trash and this stuff can't be face You got to figure it out. Then you can face roll it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they have, they have mechanics more. You know, they have, they're like little mini bosses. Some of the trash in yeah. there, and uh, they can they can almost three shot you, and, and you kind of watch out for interrupts, and mm-hmm. you know, and or Mike gets one shot us. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're special. Well, that's because I I race to my gods and grace. What can I say? But you went down with such style and grace. Well, I practiced <laughs> really so well, did. and his and hair I was love- perfect. 
I love that first big trash guy that we went up against and we couldn't figure out what was going on until we realized, of course, it was an interrupt and then it was easy. But Annie, you were great too. You realized everybody else was dying and I was still standing there and maybe this was the time to worry about healing right. everybody else. Yeah. Like, you know what? You don't need me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, maybe I should switch to uh, party heal. <laughs> You'll <laughs> Which, be fine. And I was and it was all good. an interesting grab bag of stuff for you this week with um but tg you've got some stuff of of your own you want to throw in there before we get going on the listener mail well with me being so busy this week i i don't really have a a, a spec spec this it was more of a a, like i have my announcement to the guild that i finally created my liberator spec on my warrior um Mm -hmm. so yeah there was that we went on to a shore last night and i let uh kendo and liska just take a beating from a ton of mobs Mm-hmm. Wow, I just you know healed My them through it. My life bar was not moving. <laughs> no, didn't. Move yeah, at all. that 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 was uh, that was awesome. I absolutely love it. I still don't really quite understand them completely, mm-hmm. so it's going to take me a while to figure that out. I'm still working on my pyro spec, uh, trying to find out the perfect rotation to get the most DPS out of it, um, which is what I have to get with any about with hers, mm-hmm. so she can build hers so I can get the uh, the right. Uh, the right rotation. I know rotation is a is a bad word, but there is yeah. a rotation. There yeah. is a rotation. There is one. So. From this week's hot fix, the soul tweaks um, seems like cleric was focused on a lot this week. Soul tweaks focused on the druid. Um, they're saying that the druid soul no longer counts as a partial support soul for the purposes of determining which role icon to display for a character. So if you're using the looking for group, uh, druid only counts as DPS. It won't get you in as support. Now they've also uh, given, I think, a little extra thing. Subtlety, which is at 58 points in the roots, it's an ignore armor buff. That also now affects secondary damage effective abilities, and then they list the ones that it will be. So it actually buffs um, abilities the whole way through, the secondary ones as well as the primary ones. So that's been made stronger. Something happened for Inquisitor. Now, I've seen on the forums a lot of people have been asking this for a while. Nisir's Rebuke, which is a three-second channel, um, and that's also affected by concentration, how many points you put in with that. Uh, they've removed the PvP damage penalty, and it's been being called for on the forums, as I say, for a very long time, so they've finally done that. So it would sound that that ability, if you play Inquisitor, will be just as effective in PvP as anywhere else. Nasir's Rebuke is your hard hitter. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, damage ability at 51 points in the roots. So that's something that... Uh, PvP clerics are going to like. Oracle. Uh, looks like there's an ability that's been fixed, so uh, Defend the Fallen will now apply its blocker debuff um, consistently. It won't fall off. And Shaman. Something deep freeze. Now, I, I checked. This is a top-of-the-tree ability. It's an AE stun and debuff. This no longer modifies the damage of Corroded Defense, which is an Oracle debuff at 20 points. So if you've been running a raid support soul that includes both Shaman and Oracle, this has been slightly nerfed. So before you head into your next raid, if you're running a spec that looks like that, check that out. 
uh, mage fixed an issue with some pyromancer effects incorrectly triggering fungal blossom debuff on the green scale fight. So that sounds like a pretty narrow application, but it might be important for those people. Mm-hmm. Harbinger, uh, they've changed the duration on a couple of abilities. Have a look at that because it will probably affect your macros. If you play Harbinger and you've got Empyrean Ascension built into a macro or Dancing Limbs, um, these things, uh, the cooldown and how and the duration have been changed. I don't know Cleric well enough to, or Mage well enough to know if that would be built into a macro, but that's the application I can see of that. Um, Pyromancer, TG, Accelerant, you know that gas that you pour on that other ability? <laughs> well, it doesn't jump to the next mob. When the target dies, Accelerant stops. Aww. I know. There you go. Oh, well. And Stormcaller, apparently Conductive Medium um, was breaking the disguise if you were doing a quest in Scarlet Gorge called A Bit of Subterfuge. You would suddenly be outed, apparently, if you used this ability um, during that quest. But that won't happen anymore. Kendo, Physician, uh, the biofeedback, rank 9 of this ability no longer targets enemies. Are you relieved to hear that? I actually have not messed with it at all, so I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you go and you use it, it's not going to accidentally target your enemies. Now we, guys, are starting to receive listener email, which is really fantastic. So keep Mm -hmm. those emails coming, guys. So this week we have a question from Jericho, who we also know as Shirika in Guild and Swag McAwesome in Twitter. So thank you. I think he's in the chat room this morning, too. Awesome. Thanks, Shai. Thanks, Shai. So great to see you back. Um, He writes to us, Hiya, fellow guildies. Congrats on finally doing a podcast. And then he says, now, as some of you know, I like to run a lot of pug dungeons, pickup group, using the LFG, looking for group interface. When using LFG, I tend to run into a lot of, I love the way he puts this, (laughs) er, dot, 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 unhappy people. (laughs) 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 How should a player new to a specific dungeon deal with these less friendly players? And then he says, keep up the good work, guys. Threw in a little kicker there for a question we should be putting to TG, but maybe later on that one, Jericho, a.k.a. Shine. <laughs> so, we have any experience with this, guys? I've done Anybody a who's run a pug has. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. And I've had a lot I, of di- different people in pugs. I mean, not just the unhappy, it's the, you know, just... I can't even say it because it's, it's unfriendly. So, mm-hmm. we'll just keep it Mm-hmm. I, my my uh, strategy is avoidance. <laughs> I just run avoidance. with you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's where I'm at now, for the most part. For the, I mean, I, I pick do a couple pugs here and there. I did one last night, um, which was fun with a new mm-hmm. guildie. So, and that's fine if you've got a group that's online when you're on, and yeah. if you've got five players, you know, and everybody can do it. But if somebody's running without a guild or they're just starting, or they're part of a guild, but their teammates aren't on when they're on, which we know. Um, LFG is is sometimes the only way you're going to get it done. Absolutely. So if that happens, um, 
what would you say is the best way to deal for, with it? And his specific question here too is if somebody is new to a specific dungeon and first thing other you should people do, are being nasty. First thing you should do, if you've never done the dungeon before, you know, slash P, which is party, the people that you're in a party with, and let them know that this is your first time in the dungeon. That lets right. everybody know right then. Mm-hmm. It's your first time in here. That means you don't know the dungeon. So bear with me, you know, type, type of thing. I agree. Actually, I'd say that's the second thing you do. Mm, what do you think of the first thing you do? Go to the Googles, look up the dungeon, see what the mechanics are, look at a video, and then be prepared for it. That's a good idea. Yeah, I that, would recommend it, that. It would be good to, to find out the dungeons at, at your skill level, you know, what, what level you are, um, what you what you might go into at this point, you know, for, for pulling a, a pug. You know, for looking Keep for in food. mind, I don't practice what I preach with that. I usually just jump <laughs> in both feet uh-huh. and die. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to say that. But yes, I think I what happens is we go in and then when we get stuck, we all stand there on one foot while you look <laughs> it up on the Google and then we, we go. But it's all good. It is a, a good idea to be a little bit informed. You'll feel more confident about it. Um, you don't have to watch it all the way through if you don't want to. But um, even just... Uh, some of the the text guides will give you some highlights about what to expect. There are a lot of good guides out there. so (laughs) There are. So you could do that. But back to what happens when you're there. So declaring that you're new at the outset. I know some people might be reluctant to do that. I think it's a great idea. And generally, Mm -hmm. whenever I remember doing it, um, you get a good response. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, I've I've gone in there with a lot of elitists, you know, that go in there and they run dungeons all day long. And you let them know, and they're like, okay, so we'll slow it down a little bit. I'm still going to pull the entire room, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to go through this as quicker, you know, than you would with most people, but it's going to be slowed down for them. For the, you know, I've gone in there with some really good tanks mm-hmm. to where they know exactly where to go and know exactly what to do. They've run it, you know, probably four times just that day alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, letting them know right off the bat that this is your first time in that dungeon. That, that just sets you off like right there. There's still going to be those people that are, you know, like, oh, great, you know, a, a new person in here. I don't need this. I'm trying to do a uh, a speed run through, you know. And it, mm-hmm. You're going to have that. It just suck it up and deal with it. I mean, you know. Your options are deal with it or leave. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Pretty, yeah. Arashan, what do you want to say? One of the, I mean, one of the first things is, is even if you don't know the dungeon, there are certain fundamentals to grouping that you should know. If you know to, to if you're a DPS, you should know to let the tank engage first, understand when the tank is going to have to pull line of sight, understand when the tank is going to herd. Uh, you know, just have a, a basic understanding of the concepts of grouping and what your role is. Then you can follow behind and not when you're not an impediment, you're you're the only thing you can be doing is is improving the team. So even if you don't know the the individual strategies, at least know the basic dungeon fundamentals so that you can follow along and and not be in the way. I agree with TG. Always let them know if this is your first time through because you will get a flavor for your party immediately. If the party says okay, no problem, we'll walk you through this. You've got a good party. Um, if you've got a party that goes, oh God, and kicks you, well, then you know you've not wasted your time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. and, and when one of the other things I and this this comes from me having years of experience with other games, when you get a good party, 
a lot of times they want to run one dungeon after another after another. And if you're in a good party, stick with that party for time being. Mm-hmm. Take their names down, friend them, find them later. If they're, if your guild is not around at the time you want to play and perhaps this other party has more active guild members, consider changing guilds, quite honestly. I mean, it's not, it's not uh, you know, a slight necessarily on the guild you're with. You're trying to find a group that is more compatible with your playstyle, which is what we discussed in previous, you know, in previous casts when we talked about what do you look for in a guild. So mm-hmm. again, always you know, take it upon yourself to know what you're doing, to you know, to to the extent that you can. If you have time to look up the strategy, and if that's the way you can learn is by going to the Google, great. Um, but if you don't, because I'm you know not necessarily one of those people to retain not the knowledge of every boss I ever deal with, <laughs> you know. Again, you know, letting them know communication is best because otherwise you could find yourself in a situation where it's a party of four and you're the fifth person and that party of four knows what they're doing and they're not going to say a damn thing in, in TeamSpeak. And you're just going to be following going, I don't know. Well, what you're not going to have TeamSpeak or anything. You're well, I mean, in party, party chat, chat, party chat, party chat. Sorry. So they're not going to be saying a thing. They're just literally going to go boom, 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 boom. And you're just going to be following going, I don't know what's going on. Standing in the poop. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's generally our experiences with pugs. I think from for me, I would just bottom line it by saying um, there's some common sense things uh, that will help cut down on the friction, but it's not going to cut down on everything because some people out there are just irritable. So if you're going to go into a dungeon and you're new, then I recommend that you queue as DPS. Um, yep. Yep. Don't don't queue as tank if you don't know the dungeon. Don't queue as healer if you don't know the dungeon. Unless you are a healer who is, um, you know, run with a group. With the tank. With, run with a group. Yeah. So with, you're gonna you're gonna you know. you're gonna do that, and then you're going to stay out of the poop. And you because you're DPS, then you're just gonna, as Arashan says, be con- now. If they start fighting with each other and getting unfriendly. I'd recommend you don't get into it. You leave if you have to, because if you've yep. got a healer that's blaming the tank, if you've got a tank that's blaming the healer, then what are you going to do with that? So just, you know, stay stay out of that one. It's unfortunately not one of the most pleasant uh, parts of the game, but I think it's important to be able to, to queue when you need to. So develop this a bit of a thick skin. Too. This yeah. is important, too. You do not ever have to take... And be in an abusive area. If somebody Absolutely. is being abusive, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you just leave. Yep. Ban them and leave. You not have to take it. If this stops being fun, you stop doing it. Find mm-hmm. somebody else. Do not no, sit a... there and take it. Do not blame yourself. You're learning. Yeah, it may take about four or five times so you figure it out. If it does, it does. If you get with people who are who will be patient with you, that's good. If you have people that are being blank cats. Just get away from them. Yeah, you might want to leave. The the thing of it is, a dungeon should be hair-pulling fun. And I mean hair-pulling by it's frustrating because you're trying to learn the mechanics, and it should be fun at the same time. I've had people come in there, and they're like, I don't know what's going on. I've I've screwed up so many times. Just just kick me. Vote kick me out. I'm like, no. And and I've had the messages pop up my screen. We want to vote kick so-and-so. And And I'm like, no. And and I'll type in party chat. No, I want them to have fun. This is their first time in a dungeon. You're going to scare them away from going and running dungeons ever again. That's bad. You want them to have fun. You You don't want to vote kick somebody for being a bad. You want to vote kick somebody for being a butthead. I was like, yeah. I was like, turn around. I will vote kick you out. How's that? 
And we're going to need to move on. Thanks for your question, Shai. It was yes, a thanks, great Shai. one. It was fantastic. Okay, Kendall, we are going into the workbench. And we are going to cover gathering. Awesome. Now, there are four gathering professions, foraging, mining, butchering, and fishing. Now, guys, which of those is most important to you? TG? All of them. Arshan? Uh, (laughs) Not fishing. (laughs) That is a common one. Annie, you just finished butchering up, didn't you? I, I did butchering and uh, foraging on on my rogue. Mm-hmm. And uh, I what I've been doing is rather than on, on Aniki, I've got all, all four leveled up. But mm-hmm. I decided on the other, on my cleric and my rogue, that I would just do the whatever is specific to what I'm, uh, what my main craft is. Um, my rogue is apothecary, so I did foraging and butchering. Yep. Well, so Liska, how about you? What are your thoughts about gathering? Well, you know, when I first the 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 character that I took to sixty first was my rogue, etc., and I did all the gathering on her, and then three professions. So I bought another slot or two. Or th- I don't know. I, I bought more slots. And then when I went back to Liska and started bringing her along, I thought at first I would just pick. So I was going to try to work within the three slots. Um, and, I, and I knew that I wanted to do runecrafting. I hadn't done that yet. So I picked the ones that it, I thought would be good. And I think I skipped butchering. Because I thought, ah, uh, there's so many skins on the auction house. I'm not going to make a lot out of that. So I believe I went with mining and uh, foraging. That's smart. But then I got frustrated leaving all those skins on the ground. <laughs> so <laughs> then I went and added butchering and went back to all the previous zones and leveled it up. Because especially when I was in Storm Legion and I'm leaving all those skins on the ground, it made me crazy. So I went back and I added that. When I went and created my mage and I started working on her, I decided what makes me craziest is leaving stuff behind on gathering. I already have all the professions on my other tunes, so I only went with gathering. So on all of my other tunes from now on, I'm only going to go with gathering. That's it. That's the way I am. I have, Of course, I have everybody on Kendo all set up. And all my other characters, I just have the three gathering professions. Um, I have found that it's easier to level them up when you're level 60. Though you, it's also it's just about as easy to level up while you're leveling. But sometimes you don't pay attention or you skip a zone pretty quick, especially if you're doing IAs. And you're going to skip them. So you, going back, it's not, once you get to max level, it's not that hard to get them up. Um, two things to remember is when fishing, make sure you check. The uh, schools of clever fish will always give you a a bonus to your fishing every time you fish something up out of one of the schools. I just learned that recently. Yeah. Yes. And two, don't forget Ember Isle exists. Right. Because you'll hit a cap at about 240, 250, and you need about 
290 to go hit Storm Legion, and then it just blows back up again. Mm-hmm. And how you get around that is hitting Embryo. You know, a lot of people skip Embryo, though, so. Exactly. I love Embryo. It's, 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 the, it's the forgotten zone, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I've been trying to get zone events done off the coast there. And, and it's hard. It's hard. And there and those are level sixty on those the, the underwater mm-hmm. stuff. Yes. And there are not people there. I want to drag right. us all there and get that stuff. So you're right. And to add to that too, the regular Ember Isle um, mm-hmm. is one of the best sources of Oracalcum. Mm-hmm. Yes it is. Now people want to do like I did and pick up every profession on one tune. Keep in mind, for a non-patron, they cost 1,200 credits for each profession that you pick up. To gather all the ones you will need to get all of them, that will be 8,400 credits. For a patron, it's 1,080 per profession slot you pick up, 7,560 to get them all. So that means you drop 50 bucks down in a credit bundle, which is 8,500 credits, and you can pick them all up. Now, that's if you want to do it. Now, my suggestion, if you're going to drop 50 bucks in this game, if you drop down, you pick up the uh, 8,500 credits, buy your expansion souls. Mm -hmm. Because that costs about the same amount as as getting your uh, professions up. It's still about, Uh... like, it's 8,500 exactly for a non-patron, 7,650 credits for a patron to pick up all your expansion souls. I would so, do that before I okay. pick up all the professions. So if you're starting free-to-play, and, and how, how many characters do you do? You s- expansion souls. Yes. Yeah, that's your physician, your I liberator. I see what you mean. You've okay. got your Storm Legion souls, and you have your, your, your um, Dream, Nightmare Dream Tide souls. souls. Yes, so you have both of those. And collectively, to pick them up, if you're not a patron, it's 8,500 credits. So you buy that both, 50 bucks both and boom. Packages, both packages. Yes, that's for both. And you would – I get it. Okay, I did not understand what you were saying here. I thought you were talking about putting more tunes on your account. But no, you mean the no. souls. You've clarified that really nicely. So you're saying that that would be a priority. Over, I would make that a priority over picking up every profession. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just planning on playing this one character this one way. But really, the expansion, buying the souls, is really opens up a lot of versatility, In and it's play, and it, yeah. it's account wide. Right. So if you were only going to spend fifty bucks, then you would say do it that way. If somebody was going to spend more or or prioritize, do it later. Then you're giving mm-hmm. them an idea of how much it would cost. Yeah, because it's true. I I think when I was buying them the extra expansion slots for crafting, I didn't even kind of look. I just got frustrated and hammered away, and it can mm-hmm. get pricey. Yeah, cool. and keep in mind that also the expansion slots for crafting are character specific, not account specific. So you have to do it right. for each and every character yeah. if you want to do it. So you need to decide who you want to be on most of the exactly. time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I've said it before in one of the other live streams that if I can go back in time and put them all on my mage, all the crafting, I would. Mm-hmm. Because it is a pain in the butt to go between four characters, mm-hmm. you know, going back and forth, and then you have to write everything down old school on a piece of paper and say, okay, I need, you know, this, this, and this, and this from this tune, this, mm-hmm. this, and this from the, from another tune so I can craft one thing on my other tune. It's like, oh, it's a pain in the butt. But you could always send them an in-game mail. <laughs> well, that's, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the point is, yeah, here's note to self, send to the other thing. You need this many. Um, but you you probably wouldn't choose that over the soul expansions, though. 
No, no. If you were going to pick one or the other. Yeah. I, well, I'm not a massive, massive crafter. I do have all the crafting except for dream weaving maxed out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm a more of a of an actual game player mm-hmm. going out and killing stuff. Uh, and then I go back to my crafting later to help out the guild, you know, making them bags and stuff like that when when they need it, uh, making runes if, they, if, if I have the – if Kendo's not on. You know, I try to help out whenever I can. Kendo is our our guild quartermaster. He does have pretty much every recipe that he could possibly get. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, picked up two more this morning. Awesome. Even, even when I'm on, I mean, you know, Kendo's got recipes that I don't have, and I have to go to him sometimes when I just geared up some or just got one of my tunes to level sixty. I'm like, I need something made. I gotta wait for Kendo to get on. No, Kendo, right. get off work. I need something. And I don't want to preempt what you're going to be talking about in later segments, but that makes me think of ways of getting recipes and why it's important to do dailies. I figure you're going to do that another time, right, Kendall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be covering that probably closer to Nightmare Tide. Well, no, I want to get before Nightmare Tide comes out because you want to have those things saved up right. because they're going to be dropping a n- new mark to collect with the uh, expansion. I've already heard wow. that. Oh, Nice. Okay, and I hope they will give us some way, and I know you guys have talked about this a lot, of doing something with the Grandmaster marks once they cap out. Yep. It's a little bit like Planarite, those things, that you run oh, the things God. to I'm, I'm there with them. it already. Yeah. With okay. both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's keep it moving, though, because I don't want to run out of time for any's lore. Here <laughs> we launch into Here Be Monsters. <laughs> Okay, well, this is this is a letter from Commander Blaith. From uh, she's with the uh, Imperial Alliance Naval Defenses. So this is kind of expands a little more on what we heard last week. So last week was the song from mm-hmm. the Siren. This week, they've been researching all this. They've been trying to figure out what's going on, and this is what they know so far. Uh, a couple of little things that I want to, to touch on. Uh, this morning I was browsing around and I found an old tweet from July 2nd that Tryon put up. And I loved it. It was like, the Akvan are the first dream of the cosmos, born in the darkness and chaos of the early universe. That is, so, so to me, that's like the Akvan must be one of the very first evils. I, I love that. And also that it was a dream. So so I think that we know that the Akvan are are not actual creatures, but dreams and, and nightmares. So I like that. At least that's my take on it so far. The other thing I wanted to mention, Orpheal Farwind. Uh, he's a pretty controversial figure in Talara. Okay. He's the founder and leader of the Defiance, although right now, since he's gone missing, Asha Katari is the de facto leader. Uh, 
he created the fail-safe machine that created the defiance. And the first defiant he created was Asha. Now, there's a lot more. He's a really interesting character. He's, the Guardians hate him. They think he's evil. Um, He's one of the reasons, actually, when his machine was misused, the Vigil said, okay, that's it. No more technology. Well, he's like, hey, wait a minute. That wasn't my fault, number one, because he's not the one that misused it. Number two, just because it was misused doesn't mean that there's no use for it. That's when he took the defiance and they took their technological ball and went someplace else. So that's just a little bit of background on a couple of the things that are mentioned here. And this is the letter. Ascended friends, as commander of the Imperial Alliance Naval Defenses, I was charged with assessing threats from the plane of water, and my findings have been both mystifying and grim. A combination of exhaustive studies and first-hand battles show the realm poses an imminent danger to Talara that seems to be constructed from the fabric of our dreams. If that sounds as sea-brained as the mad god himself, please let me explain. A recent incursion off the coast of Kaleri Isle laid bare the power of Demagos, a malevolent beast from the sunken realm. He manipulated the dreams of scattered wanton cultists, and it was in and through these dreams that they brought him a tablet used to wake one of the evils known as the Akfan. Now, just how could these cultists stir phantoms to action in the sphere of dreams? For once, researchers at the College of Planar Studies and Quicksilver College agree. Sleeping mortals resonate with tidal energy signatures indicative of planar travel. In short, the unconscious hobgoblins of our minds walk in the plane of water while our bodies lie dormant on Talara. This appears to fit with Demagos's claim that he is not a dragon, but a nightmare, the embodiment of the fear and shame felt by the wanton after their defeat at Mount Kassara. If we take this monster at his word, we must assume the collective fears of other cults are manifest in the plane of water, and are just as set on our demise. These are dire tidings, for Arethea's Song of Dreams implies that entities far more powerful than Demagos wander the plane of seas. Indeed, careful analysis leads us to believe the Akfan themselves may be nightmares come to life. Creations of something ancient, primordial, sentient, and seriously deranged. Our best calculations point to a celestial body orbiting the plane of water as the likely source of the largest and most volatile nightmares. We are eager for Orpheal Farwind to weigh in on the matter, but all my attempts to meet with him have failed. There are many within both factions who now believe he knows more about this plane than he has published, and that the threat to Talara grows the longer he keeps this knowledge secret. Talara has suffered much in recent wars against the cults, against the Legion, against our own dead. I wish I could see end of our troubles on the horizon. Instead, I see new expeditions beset by fresh terrors. 
Unless or until we understand the phenomenon giving rise to new armies in the plain of water, I urge you all to prepare. Keep a journal of your dreams. Share them with those you trust most. And rest assured, you are not alone in what lies ahead. Ever vigilant, Commander Blaith, Imperial Alliance Naval Defense Force. All right. So we've got a little more, a few more puzzles, puzzle pieces for this puzzle. Of course, it, one thing to remember with this is it, when this first came out, when the siren song first came out, we really knew nothing at all about mm-hmm. 3.0. Right. And that, it, it, I said it last week, I'll say it again, I wish that I had been thinking more about lore when these came out. It would be so much fun to get these little pieces before I knew anything else about 3.0. Well, I get the feeling that Tryon has really decided to go back and work at making this a coherent picture. I think so. We've always had the the lore there, but this sort of trail of breadcrumbs into this Mm -hmm. expansion um, and and all of the promos that they've been doing with it, I think have really given us some, some help in saying here is what you want to be focusing on. And then we yeah. can fit that in. Um, so from here, I know there's a point where you wanted to bring in um, the guardian and defiant thing. So are we going to go there next week and look at some of those dynamics or have I, you decided yet? Well, I think that would be a good idea. The uh, What I want to do, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I want to do the story of Uriel and Kira first. Because that's part of this whole, right. almost like a trilogy. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do that first. And then I want, I'm going to, I want to talk about the Guardians and Defiance. What is the tension between them? And the lore that's related to that right. and how that's right. evolved. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah. then we'll have that trilogy. Then we'll do some laying of some groundwork um, yeah. in terms of backstory and then move on from there. There's so yeah. much lore to try to cover, and it's like we oh, want to know yeah. it all. I know. Right yeah. We now. haven't even touched on more of the old world lore, except just briefly, because mm-hmm. there's a whole thing about the Mythosian Civil War, and and mm-hmm. there's there's a ton of stuff. And someday, I really want to get more into that. Well, you know, but that for now, might actually, that might I, we've been talking about doing some live stream series of things, and and maybe that would be an opportunity to do a lore exclusive of back lore. Um, there we can talk about planning that I think here we've sort of made that commitment mm-hmm. of keeping it forward moving and, and you're doing such a great job of weaving in the old pieces but there's so much more we can do with that too we just yeah. need a, a different canvas to do it on thanks Annie awesome Thank yeah 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 and oh um, so in chat room uh, Jericho popped back in and he's happy that he didn't miss that your lore I know it's such a favorite and he's asking have we done Storm Legion soul lore yet so yeah Shai actually Annie did that first up when we were doing our live stream so if you go on YouTube not Storm Legion that was the Dream Souls that was the Dream Souls oh, yeah. right I haven't for, done oh. yeah I haven't no. done Storm Legion but that's that, another one that would be mm-hmm. fun to do and we talked about doing those mm-hmm. as another set of four stories that would really mm-hmm. make a lot of sense but then We've got so much on our hands as you're doing <laughs> the 3.0 stuff. Right. So there, there we are. Yeah, well, okay. Keep tuned so, in for it. Yep, and keep tuned in for it, and we'll see where it works in, and keep your email questions coming. Never too many of those. And now it's time for everyone's favorite show, the Talarin Trivia Challenge, with your host, 
Arashan. All right, and now the part that the guild has been quaking in our boots about. Wow. Oh, the Talaran <laughs> Trivia Challenge. Did he just do oh. a little bit of a, a silent, maniacal laughter there? I did. Did you hear that? It was, wah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only, I don't think it was all that silent. I just think we don't have his mic turned up loud. Okay, Arishan, take us into the torture chamber. Oh, torture chamber. Come on, guys. It's supposed to be fun. Oh, it is We're fun. having a I good think time. We are not going wardrobe shopping with TG. No torture no. chamber. <laughs> I had fun, but then I got my Shoes. question right last week, so who knows what could happen this week. Over well, to the, you, dude. You're the only one who doesn't have a hint this time around. <laughs> <So> we'll <see. laughs> what did I do to you this week? I, think I already forgot like, what my hint was. <laughs> oh, well, then we're in trouble then, aren't we? So here we go. Ready, everyone? It's Stump the Guild time. Mm-hmm. Liska, I challenge you. This type of raid requires Omen or Quantum Sight in order to be accessed and represent an alternate timeline for the Talara we know. What do you call this type of raid? A sliver. You got it. Yay! Niki, I challenge you. Speaking of slivers, this sliver features an alternate timeline when the High Priest Ara Kern, the first of uh, uh, the Eth, first opened the planar gate of the Passage of Ancients, except that instead of accessing the plane of Earth, they were consumed by the plane of fire. Name that sliver. <laughs> uh, okay, hold on a second. You see, <laughs> your hint actually scared me because it's I'm like, sorry. oh no, we're not going to know this. I got um, dibs. I got dibs. Yeah. Uh, I know where it is. I just can't think of what the name is. I know the name. I know the name. It's the, um, it's, I know it's one that we did. It is one we done. Um, it's on tip of my tongue, too. I, I know. It, it was. Tell me when you sliver. want to call a friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only uh, sliver that I can think of that we've done, I can see it in my head, but, well, oh. Was it the one in Stonefield Was where it? you run down the hill and run into the sliver? And I cannot think, not Primeval Feast. No, not that one. Um, that's Let's the only just, sliver I can think of right now. The Passage of Ancients is in Stonefield, so yeah, it's close. Okay, it's, I can't think of the name of it. It's the one where you run, where you're running down the hill to where the big... <laughs> the big guy is and i fell into it accidentally one time and had no idea what i'd done but would you like, think, would about, you like think to, about the final yes. boss think about the final boss you can have a lifeline and yes, yes call your lifeline you want the life i want to call a friend <laughs> it's okay. a no it's a send a friend a send a friend <laughs> a send your friend okay um would you like a hint any or would you like the answer it, give me a hint okay Think about a big bird. Oh. And. Oh, that one. Okay, can you do oh, it on the one hand? What was that one? Sesame a Street is a sliver? Wow. A, a mythical <laughs> bird. Oh, Rise of the oh, Phoenix. There you go. That's the one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could picture it. I just could not think of the name of it. Sorry. <laughs> go Thank you. On a hint. Thank you, a Ascend a Friend. Anytime. Kinderath, I challenge Anytime. you. Get it? Oh. <laughs> Kendra, I challenge you. Ready? 
no, but go ahead anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Rise of the Phoenix takes place in an alternate timeline of Stonefield. Back in our Stonefield, there's a desperate miner digging away inside a large skull located at 5445-5028. Stealing his stash will earn you this suffix. Ooh, I know this one. Oh, crud. I just did that on a character not long ago, but I forget <laughs> what the heck it is. Ascend a friend. <laughs> what is it? Because I've, I've, I've picked up like eight or nine different titles red, in the last couple of weeks. The red-handed. He is correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> and because he took that one, TG, I challenge you. Yay. <laughs> You're Stealing from a Stealing from a desperate miner could be considered a terrible jest, especially if done behind a jester's mask. How many costumes in the Rift store will give you a jester's hat and that trademark grin? Wow. <laughs> I tried to make, to make them all you connected. mad, Arshon. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't think a wardrobe question was possible. <laughs> I know. Can you repeat the question again? Stealing from a desperate miner could be considered a terrible jest, especially if done behind a jester's mask. How many costumes in the Rift store will give you a jester's hat and that trademark grin? Wow. So you mean a whole wardrobe set? Or do you mean well, items? There are, then you can only get sets. No, well, you can buy independent masks. Well, you get those through zone events, that actual during seasonal events you can get jester's masks but there's only i will take this up later i think it's different but your original question is about the sets right the sets in the yep. store that i do not know hmm. i think it's two i think it's four because i think we're going by color pg would you like to ascend a friend i ascend Arishan. Uh, <laughs> because he has the answer <laughs> he has the answer, but if I give it, then it's then you get a wrong uh, response. <laughs> Think about colors, tormented. See if you can work it that way, because they're identified by color. I, yeah. Are we on the? Uh, this could be. Uh, Is it two or three? I'm pretty sure. I, different sets. Like, do you mean like crimson jester's thing, powdered jester's thing? I think that's what he's talking about. I don't well, know. Well, then there's there's twilight. So there's crimson, there's powdered, there's twilight. And I thought there was one more, but maybe there isn't, which would be three. I give. I give, uncle. <laughs> the answer is four. It was correct first. Okay. The four are crimson jester, dawnfire jester, midnight jester, and twilight jester. There we go. I, I wouldn't have remembered Dawn Fire, though. Awesome. So what's our last question? So for the for the community at large, since unfortunately episode one took a little longer than, than planned to go out because mm-hmm. we are still learning the software and, and dutifully plugging away and, and, you know, much love and respect to everyone who has to do that hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and this week it'll go up much, much faster. Yeah. We're using the exact same question from last time. And that question is this. This week's question. The puzzles of Duskin and Bervain require artifact sets to be completed prior to being done. 
followed by the acquisition of special currencies or items to proceed. What puzzle requires it to collect Ndoy Doy dolls? If you get that answer to me by Thursday, September 4th at 11.59 p.m. server time, your name will be entered into a drawing for an assortment of dimension keys for the character of your choice. In your email, include the correct answer to the question. Tell us your two name and server name so that we can contact you with the prize if you win. Uh, email your answer t- and contact information to riftreforged, all one word, at gmail.com. Awesome. awesome. Okay, email us your answers. We are just looking forward to giving out some of those prizes. Okay, so that brings me to the point where I am going to ask, what are we thinking about covering for next week? I guess, Annie, we've talked about your lore. Kendo, did you tell us what's on tap for crafting next week? I I will be going over the thing that's causing TG's bald spots. Dream weaving. <laughs> yeah. ah, yay. So anybody who hasn't dipped into that yet, and I am one of those who hasn't, Stay tuned. You're going to see everything you're missing and find out whether it will be something that would benefit you. You might want to get into it. Awesome. Arashan, you'll bring us the trivia. And uh, a reminder, too, that, uh, wow, it's a long way away. But we are going to have another guild and game event that the whole game is uh, invited to around Faye Yule. So stay tuned for that. We're getting our new guild dimension all up and ready for that. Needs a lot of lead time on it. Looking forward to it. So... To close off, or to begin wrapping up, um, speaking of, of um, things that need a little bit of time, uh, QGN uh, community segment is up next. So we've got, first of all, a word from two of our sponsors, tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com, uh, they've got awesome earbuds over there. They're great quality. The sound in them is fantastic. One of the most amazing things is that they have free worldwide shipping. So anywhere in the world that you are, they'll ship them to you free, and their customer service is absolutely unbeatable. Um, with that, they have a, a lifetime warranty on your earbuds. Anything goes wrong with them at all, call them up, they'll send you a new pair. And they're friendly and quick. Their customer service is incredible. So, as I say, there's a lifetime warranty on those, and with our code off the record, you get 30% off your order. So put that in there when you check out, and you will get 30% off your order. You, where, you, where do you go? www.tweakedaudio.com. Right, TG? Yeah, that way you can hear me better. That'd be amazing. Do it. <laughs> You're the loudest one. I don't need to hear you any better. But wouldn't it be amazing through Tweaked Audio? Totally. <laughs> over there, get your earbuds. And what about our other sponsor, Kendall? Audible.com. Download your free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and you'll receive a special 30-day free trial. My book suggestions for this week are World War, World War Z by Max Brooks, Memoirs of the Zombie War, and Ready Player One by Ernest Klein, which is a love letter to the 80s. Both of those are available with your 30-day free trial at audible.com. Awesome. Now, speaking of Quest Gaming Network, 
Rift Reforged is a Quest Gaming Network production, and if you are enjoying Rift Reforged, we want you to check out QGN's other great shows if you haven't already. In my opinion, the best way to keep up to date with everything QGN does is to follow the network on Twitter. That way you know when shows go live, when they're up on iTunes, when someone's doing a spontaneous QGN gameplay live stream. Follow on Twitter, and you will know. So the Twitter that you want there is follow them at Quest Gaming. So all one word, Quest Gaming, at Quest Gaming on Twitter. If you want to watch live, go to twitch.tv slash Network. Now there you can watch all their other great shows. Elder Scrolls Off the Record, which records Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, with a new cast going really, really strong. Tune in, you're going to enjoy that. Classic Elder Scrolls Night has a new time, Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A new show together with us, Rift, um, Reforged, Warcraft Off the Record. New show on World of Warcraft. Now, they're going to be recording on Sundays. I talked to Derek Scott last night, and their time will be 8 p.m. Eastern time. So they'll be recording tonight. So you can come back here to Twitch and uh, join in with that and look for their podcast on iTunes. Now, he was saying that this week they're going to be focusing on uh, the next patch, I believe, if I remember correctly, it's 6.0. So that would be a patch, not the expansion pack, I don't think. And also, Poke... One of their hosts there is going to be looking uh, deeply into the PvP island. Um, Asheron, I think, again, is the name. Not a Warcraft player, and I don't have my notes in front of me, but I asked him, I said, that's a a zone, a boss? What is that? PvP zone, Poke's taking a deep look at it. If you're a Warcraft fan or you just want to hear some some great discussion about that game, tune in live tonight at, at 8 p.m. Eastern here or watch for it on iTunes. And they've got some episodes up already, so check those out. QGN also does Lunchtime in Tamriel, just a, a freestyle wander through the world of Tamriel. The best way to join in is to follow QGN on Twitter, and then you know when they're going live with that. If you miss the live, no worries. Find the shows later on youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. And we'd also love it if you followed us on Facebook and Google. Facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork, google.com slash plusquestgamingnetwork. And if you're looking for QGN's home base, go to www.questgamingnetwork.com. And that's where everything goes. That's the space central of QGN. So it's time to wrap things up, guys. That's an episode two. Before we go, we'd just like to remind you of a couple of things, who we are and how you can reach us if you would like to do so. We are Reforged. TG, how will they find us live? You can check us out in the game through Guildfinder, Reforged. We are in the Wolfsbane Shard. And you can follow us on Twitter at Rift Reforged. And for any questions, comments, or suggestions, or in putting your trivia answers, please email us at riftreforged, all one word, at gmail.com. And check us up on the latest and greatest in Rift news and events on reforgedguild.guildlaunch.com, our own webpage. Mm-hmm. So that's all the way you can track us down. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening. If you're listening via iTunes, thanks for being in chat. It makes it really great when we've got a chat audience this early on a Sunday morning. Um, any last thoughts from the group before we head out? 3.0. 3.0. If you're having fun, you're playing this game right. <laughs> I second the 3.0. Yay. Erin, any last thoughts? I'll- 3.0 the 3.0 stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
It's a three-peat. We're a little bit excited, can you tell? Okay, listening world, thanks again. See you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.